Good morning. Welcome to chapel on this beautiful day. Uh, today we are coming before God as we do in chapels. And just as a reminder, on Fridays we have chapels. They are like worship. On Mondays we have convocation. They are uh, opportunities for um, thinking and discussing and processing things. Your requirement as students is to attend convocations. You may make up convocation credits by attending chapel. So chapel is not required. Convocation is required. But there's a little bit of a, uh, a gift there in that you can make up convo credits by coming to chapel. Just so that we're all clear on that, all right? We are glad that you are here this morning. And we welcome you into this space to worship God. Our worship this morning will be led by primarily seniors among us. Seniors who are getting to the end of their journey here at Goshen College. This past weekend, most of you are aware, they went through baccalaureate and commencement. And in that time, marked this transition. But this special little aspect of Goshen College is that they get to stick around for a month and kind of celebrate and process and work toward moving on. So this morning, we will be hearing stories from three seniors, and we will be led in music by Justin Yoder, a senior. And before we get too much further in this morning, I'm going to invite Laurel Woodward to come forward. Laurel and Mohammed Razulapur worked on the art piece that's behind me um, for baccalaureate. And since it's not normally here, I want you to hear what this is about. And so I've invited Laurel to come to say a, say a word. Hi, I'm Laurel Woodward, and Mohammed and I worked on this piece for the baccalaureate service. It was um, following the baccalaureate theme of rooted in love and bursting forth. And we used the image, the abstracted image of a dandelion um, to symbolize our roots here and then are bursting forth into the world and still bearing some connection to our past here and to our heritage other places as well. We um, incorporated quilt squares as part of this piece as um, symbolic of Mennonite heritage and several members of the community as well as um, senior class graduates um, contributed some of those squares. Thank you, Laurel. So as we gather today, we have this visual image that we here at Goshen College are being rooted in love, like the dandelions who are now bursting forth in color across the campus. As we remember that, we'll light the Christ lamp, symbolizing God's presence among us, like those dandelions that are showing up and if we dare to look at them and notice them, we see something of beauty. Would you please pray with me? Gracious God, you who come to us in the beauty around us, help us to be aware and mindful of your presence. 
Help us to be aware and mindful of the love that holds us firm and sustains us on our journeys. We pray this morning for the seniors among us who are in the process of making sense of their years here and making decisions about their future. Guide them. Give them comfort when things seem unsure. Give them hope when the options are many. And through all of this time of transition, may you be close at hand, and may we all be sensitive to your presence. In your name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Justin is going to lead us in some singing, and then three seniors are going to share. Maria Koschmitter, uh, Rachel Stolzfus, and Sammy Rosario. So we look forward to attentively paying attention to the experiences that they have had and the stories that they bring today. Justin. Let's begin our singing this morning with number one in the blue hymnal. Number one, what is this place? And let's stand to sing. Please remain standing and turn to number 229. 229, Lord, you have come to the lake shore. We'll sing verses 1, 2, and 4 of this. Let's sing verse 1 in English, verse 2 in Spanish, and verse 4 in whichever one you like.
You may be seated, but turn to number 570. Number 570, we walk by faith. We'll sing verses 1 through 4, but not sing the last repeat of verse 5. Number 570. Good morning. <laughs> awesome. My name is Maria Koschmieder, and I am a senior elementary education, special education major. If someone asked me what I believe, I would tell them that I believe Jesus came and died on the cross for our sins, and because of his sacrifice, we can live in freedom. And I also believe that Jesus is the way to God. All you have to do is believe. All you have to do is have faith. My faith story runs far deeper than what I'll share with you today. I've gone to church and have been taught the Bible since my first breath, but it's the last nine years that have been most influential in shaping my beliefs. I can't just sum that up in five minutes, except I don't even have five minutes because I keep talking about other things, but anyways. <laughs> um, so yeah, just get started. In middle school, I first began to question what I believe. I began a lifelong struggle with depression, and I spent the next four and a half years um, living as an atheist, basically. I mean, deep down I knew that there was a God, and yes, I, I truly, somewhere inside of me believed that, but um, really wanted to refuse that there was a God. Um, I did a lot of things that have scarred me for the rest of my life, but long story short, I encountered God, and it changed my life. Coming to Goshen College, I had the expectation that I was really going to grow in my faith. I figured it would be so easy. I'm going to a Christian college. I'm going to a Mennonite college, like double whammy. I was really wrong. I found myself really challenged by questions I never thought I would ask again. Even though I'd been to a place of non-belief, and even though I was sure beyond all else that there was a God, I still struggled. I faced a group of believers who claimed to believe the same things that I did, I mean, we were both Mennonite, but we didn't share the same beliefs. I began to question everything I'd been taught. 
But more importantly, during this time, I really began to figure out exactly what I believe. Not what my parents believe, or what the people that I go to church with believe, or what people on campus believe, but what I believe. Like I mentioned before, I've experienced God in a very real way. I can't really explain it without telling you stories from my life and um, just sharing with you more about who I am and the things that I've experienced. And it's not like I, I haven't seen God or like directly heard from him, but I've truly encountered him in a very real way. There's moments that I look back on and I can say without a doubt in my mind that God was with me. I noticed him the most during the hardest times in my life. God did some miracles right in front of my eyes. I can't deny that. As much as I wish I could sometimes, I can't deny that he's real and he loves me. I know my God is alive. That I will always believe. Yeah, I never, I don't think I'll ever be back at the point where I don't believe that God exists, but um, that doesn't mean that life's all fine and dandy. Faith is so hard and it's hard for even the surest of believers, no matter what your religion. You're trusting in something and believing in something that you can't even see. And I don't think anyone's going to live their life and never question the unseen. My struggle with depression and anxiety hit me really hard again at the end of my sophomore year here at Goshen. This struggle makes it so hard to believe, but I think because I have to work harder, I believe more firmly. Yes, depression and anxiety have made it difficult for me to function every day, but I can still feel God's presence with me. Even when I don't turn to him, I know that he's still there. Right now, I'm at a point in my life where I know I'm not living in a way that someone who doesn't know me would be able to know what I believe just by looking at my actions. And um, I've made and am making decisions that I never saw myself making or thought that I would ever make. And I can't really say that I'm proud of that, but I can't say that I regret it either. Um, it's a learning experience and it's something that we all go through. And um, something that maybe you have gone through or you will go through at some time. But I think that God's up there and he's rooting for me to make good decisions and I think he cries a little when I don't, but I know that regardless, he still loves me. I know he's not gonna strike me down or ship me off to burn in hell or something, I don't know. Your salvation isn't really something that can be taken away from you. God isn't spiteful. At the end of the day, he still loves you, he still loves me, and I still love him. What's most difficult for me to wrap my mind around is the ups and downs of life. My first year and a half of college, I was so strong in my beliefs and in who I was as a person. I had it all together for the most part. Even with problems going on back home and starting a new life at college, I was so close to God. As you get older, people kind of expect you to have it all figured out, but God knows that I have a lot of figuring out to do. I've always, I'll always have more to figure out. If you take nothing else away from today, I hope you at least hear me on this. God will always love you no matter what. I truly believe that. I felt some pressure to get up here and tell you about my perfect life and tell you guys how much I love Jesus and how much he's blessed me. And I do love Jesus, and he really has blessed me, um, but my life's not perfect, and I can't stand up here in front of you and pretend that. Um, in all honesty, I'm struggling so bad right now, but that's part of being human, and 
Um, God doesn't ask us to be perfect, but he asks us to be genuine and to be real with each other. And I think that that's um, the most powerful way that we can learn from each other. It's okay to let yourself down. It's going to happen. But at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, you're still a beautiful person, and God still cares for you, but beyond what any of us can fathom. Thank you. Let's sing number 26 in the blue hymnal. Number 26, Holy Spirit, come with power. And let's sing verses one and three. My name is Rachel Stoltzfus, and I'm a senior social work major. <clears throat> I like to think of faith as a journey. I believe we're all on our own individual journey with very different experiences and encounters with faith in God. So today, I'm going to share a bit of my journey with faith and my relationship with God. Growing up, I was a PK, pastor's kid. But thinking about it now, I guess I'm still a PK, just a professor's kid. Anyways, I grew up in a non-traditional Mennonite church, and church played a significant role in my faith as a child. The church I grew up in was full of people from all walks of life and predominantly African-American. Church was extremely important in my family. No matter what, every Sunday we went to church. It didn't matter if you had a sleepover the night before or we were on vacation, we still went to church. In sixth grade, we moved to Elkhart, Indiana. Church here had a very different feel. We went from a non-traditional Mennonite church to a more traditional church. As a child, I believed in God and prayed often. I was baptized my senior year of high school and felt that I had strong faith and enjoyed church. When I entered college, it became more challenging. When I got to, ch to college, church was no longer a forced thing. I didn't have my parents here to tell me to go to church or monitor how, how much I attended. My first two years of college, I attended Heston College. Heston is a small um, two-year Mennonite school in Kansas. 
Um, it's an extremely small town. You can walk from one end to the other in about 20 minutes. Um, and so there wasn't a lot of diversity um, within the different worship styles. It became hard to want to go to church, and I realized that I was only relying on God for the bad things that were going on in my life. I had to eventually redefine what church meant to me and my faith. And this is the question that I still struggle with, is how much does church and um, faith correlate? As I transitioned back to Goshen last year, I had to reconcile with my home church community along with this question of faith and how it relates to church. After being, this, after being given this opportunity to reflect, I still believe that I have strong faith, but I get my faith from my own personal experiences and life story. There have been many times in my life that I've experienced God, but I will only share two today. In high school, I also struggled with depression and was on medication for it. When I first got to Heston College my freshman year, I got the sense that I no longer needed the medication, so I stopped taking it. My depression within first semester vanished. I know from my studies that this, this doesn't happen often and is rare, and I just feel that God was with me through this experience. I think he heard my prayers and helped me through a very dark time in my life. Because of my experience with, as a teen with depression, it has led me into the field of social work. I feel that I can see the positive side of my experience and therefore can relate to teens that I work with with dealing with very similar problems. And through this, it gives me faith. The second example is about a month ago, I was feeling a lot of anxiety and stress about life and school, and that night was praying in bed. During my prayers, the sense of anxiety and stress just vanished. Every time I started to feel stress and felt it building within my body, it would just go away. There are many other examples in my life with my encounters with God, but this is where my faith stems and grows. To conclude, through my experience, I get my faith. I don't know where God will lead me in the future, but I'm ex excited to continue my journey. Thank you. Please turn to number 411 in your hymnal. Number 411, I bind my heart this tide. We'll sing verses 1, 3, and 4. <laughs>
Hello, my name is Sammy Rosario. I'm a broadcasting and theater double major, a senior. Actually, I just graduated, so alum. Okay. <laughs> this is my last statement, so it's like, I feel it's like the Oscar, so you have to bear with me. Um, okay. <laughs> Being gay is sinful. Gay people should be put away. They should stop living that sinful life, disgusting life, and cure themselves of the disease. These are the words that gay people like me hear all the time. Most specifically, these are the words that I, that I heard growing up. My whole life, I have been told again and again that Christianity is not conductive with homosexuality. I was forced to choose between the love I had for my gay friends and the so-called biblical authority. This idea led me to believe that somehow God didn't love me because he only loves those who are heterosexual or those understood to be living a moralistic life. For years, I punished myself. I lost faith and self-love because if the powerful creator didn't love me, why should I try to love myself? My years in Goshen College were a complete exploration of my sexuality and the incredible love of God. It is for this reason that my faith story is directly linked with my sexuality. You see, the idea of being gay in Puerto Rico is punishable and unthinkable. I will never forget how much my church and my dad echoed amen as they prayed for the extermination of gays. And I remember growing up and praying God to take my demons away, to make me normal. Many of these prayers were accompanied by endless tears and suffering. For that reason, it was only here that I could even begin to raise those very difficult questions about my sexuality. It was here that I came to accept for the first time that God created me this way and that having faith was worth it. Of course, I only came to this conclusion after many years of pain, self-mutilation, and depression. Perhaps my most amazing transformation and discovery happened in Peru during my SST experience. One day, I was hiking the Andes and I reached the talus peak of the cluster of mountains there. And in this place, 14,000 feet above sea level, I heard the voice of God whispering, I love you, Sammy. I cried humiliated because I understood finally that God has a plan for me and that it is okay to be gay. It was during that moment that I fully accepted myself. With the companionship of my friends and the group leaders, we sang, I bound my heart this tight. And from that moment on, my heart has belonged to Jesus Christ. Peru opened my eyes in ways that I never imagined possible. And Peru came when, in, when I needed it more in my life and when God so ordained. I understand now that what true love is and what true need is. 
Love is a form of energy that flows around us. Love never dies, is reborn in other souls, and it is hidden in our hearts. Love always, my dear friends, shines strongest in the darkness. I have also learned that we should not escape our true nature. We must accept who we are and let the incredible light of God come into our minds in order to enlighten more people on their spiritual paths. We must learn to detach ourselves from all worldly attachments and therefore find the spiritual redemption we all seek. This experience taught me that life can seem like a dark tunnel sometimes, but if you continue to walk, a better place full of light and peace will appear in front of you. Fate is a strange thing. You never know where and how it's going to take you, but if you open your soul and your heart, you, with the help of God, can forge your own destiny. I believe that God is pleased with people's loving spirit. In God's eyes, kindness and love is what's all about. Every time congregations repeat eternal damnation for gay people or for anybody, each time they refer to them as sick and perverted, their self-esteem and sense of worth is being destroyed. And finally, their spirits break beyond repair. They are suffering individuals sitting here. Anonymous to you, they will be listening as you repeat amen, which may soon stop their prayers of hope for understanding, acceptance, and for your love. But the hatred and fear of the, world, of the word gay may silence those prayers like it did for me. And I ask, like Mary Griffith said once, before you echo amen in your home and place of worship, think, think and remember a child is listening. I cannot express how thankful I am for the love and support of my family and the community here in Goshen College. I hope that my faith story gives hope and reminds people without voice that they are loved beyond imagination. To you listening to these words this morning, please don't give up hope in life and in yourselves. You're very special. God loves you, and so do I. Rachel, Maria, thank you for your honesty, for your authenticity, for being who you are in this community. And we extend our blessing to you and indeed to the whole of the community, that we all might become more and more aware of that profound love of God that sustains us and holds us in times of struggle as we try to figure out who we are living in this world today. Before we leave here this morning, we have a couple of announcements, a benediction, and then a song. So stay put. Rachel Smucker is going to come um, with one announcement about an opportunity to live out the love of God in our community. Hello, everyone. I'm Rachel Smucker, and I have an announcement on behalf of Student Senate, Student Life, and La Casa. 
If you liked volunteering with Habitat for Humanity over spring break, we have another opportunity for a house build coming up um, this coming Saturday on May 11th. Transportation will be provided. Um, it's a site in Elkhart, and it's through La Casa. And so if you're interested in signing up, you can email Ezra or me, or RAs also have sign-up sheets if you're in the dorms. So um, sign up for that. And one other announcement, um, the PRSSA is organizing the faculty staff talent show for the second time. And that's coming up on May 10th at 7 p.m. in the Embles Center. So um, you don't want to miss it. There's going to be some light refreshments from vendors downtown. And um, Mayor Kaufman is coming to perform. So make sure you come to that, too. Thank you. A second announcement. Next Friday, chapel will take place in Shock Plaza, as long as the weather is agreeable. Um, it, we are hoping to get a number of folk musicians, instrumentalists, to help with that. So if you are a folk musician and you want to be a part of helping lead some of that music outside, please stop by and see me this app today uh, before you leave. As you journey on this day, I encourage you to go outside and to soak in the beauty that surrounds you as a tangible expression of that love of God that holds you and indeed holds all of us this day. After we sing, you will be, in, you will be able to go and have fun and go in peace. Justin. Let's stand and sing number 546 in the blue hymnal. 546, guide my feet. Important instructions here. Once we finish the first two verses, you are invited to continue singing, but also to, as you want to, make your way towards the exits to swipe your cards, because we're doing it that way now. So let's sing the first two verses together and then continue singing as you wish and you are dismissed. Guide my
God.